0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another special edition of the Forestines Fire American Soccer Show. Tonight, we will review the first round draw of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, as we'll talk to those clubs from USL League 2, the NPSL, and the amateur rankings to talk about those clubs. And also discuss who they will face in the opening round of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Once again, it's Cup time. It's Open Cup time. Going to just get ready, enjoy ourselves. And as always, these games are so much fun from 0 to ninety maybe even more, maybe even into a penalty kick shootout, no replays whatsoever. Whatever happens, it happens, and we move on. This, my friends, after a wonderful qualification rounds from September through December at the end of last year, and now those clubs who have qualified after winning their regular season uh, divisions in the USL League 2, winning into the playoff positions that they have acquired going through the playoffs in the MPSL, The amateur qualifiers from September through December, all over with, all done. We have our clubs ready to go. Some are repeating. Some are brand new. Some are just returning from a long hiatus. But without a doubt, when this opening round begins in late March, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll find out what will be the theme Of this upcoming U.S. Open Cup Tournament. It could be a bunch of red cards being issued all over the place. A multitude of penalty kick shootouts in every round. Possibly own goals are match winners for the opposition. Maybe domination by a certain player on a certain club. We will not know until we get to the big to the end of March and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. And once again, those first round matches will be from Tuesday the 21st through Thursday the 23rd of March for the opening round of the Lamar Hunt US Open Cup 2000 and 23 edition. U.S. Soccer has already created the matchups for the opening round, and here we go. A little bit of changing around from some of these uh, scheduled matches, but here we go anyway. On Tuesday, March 21st at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at the YSC Sports, excuse me, YSC Spots in Wayne, Pennsylvania, West Chester United from Pennsylvania in the amateur qualifications will be hosting Ocean City Nor'easters of Ocean City, New Jersey in USL League 2. And then on Wednesday, March 22nd at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Club De Leon of Florida will be taking on Nona. FC from USL League 2, and that will be held at the Trinity Prep Stadium in Winter Park, Florida. At 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Ferralito of the NPSL will be taking on Inter San Francisco from California over at the Boxer Stadium in San Francisco, California at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Appalachian FC of the NPSL will be hosting North Carolina Fusion under 23 of USL League 2. That will be at the Ted Mackerel Soccer Complex in Boone, North Carolina. Manhattan SC of USL League 2 will be hosting FC Motown, which is Morristown, New Jersey, of the MPSL at Marolayac Field on the co- on the campus of the College of Mount Saint Vincent in the Bronx, New York, p.m. Eastern time, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, Chicago House AC of Illinois. That's Peter Wiltside, Will be hosting the U.S. Adult Soccer Association Champion of 2022, Bavarian United. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and that will be held at Langhorst Field on the campus of Elmhurst University in Elmhurst, Illinois. At 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, Beeman United FC of Tennessee will be hosting Des Moines Menace of Iowa from USL League 2 at the Dean A. Hayes Track and Soccer Stadium, MTSU. From Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Tulsa Athletic of the NPSL will be hosting the Brazos Valley Cavalry FC of USL League 2 at Hicks Park in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. UDA Soccer out of New Mexico hosting Park City Red Wolves from USL League 2 at the New Mexico State Soccer Field in La Cruces, New Mexico. And that will be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. And then Project 510 of USL League 2 hosting the runner-up of the 2022 NPSL Championship Crossfire Premier over at the Ohio... Ne- if I can pronounce this correctly, I want to make sure I pronounce this correctly... Ohio College Soccer Field in Fremont, California, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And then on Thursday, March the 23rd, the final four ma- matches. Cleveland SC of the NPSL will be hosting Lionsbridge FC of USL League Two over at the North Olmsted High School in North Olmsted, Ohio, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Another battle of florida jacksonville armada fc of the mpsl they will be taking on miami united fc at the hodges stadium in jacksonville florida at 7 p.m eastern time hartford city fc of the mpsl hosting lansdowne yonkers fc from new york the first the first town north of the border of the New York City in Westchester County, will be at the Trinity Health Stadium in Hartford, Connecticut, also played as the home field of Hartford Athletic of USL Championship. That match will be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Ventura County Fusion, returning of USL League 2, They will be hosting Capo FC or Capistrano FC at the Ventura College Sportsplex in Ventura, California, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time. And that, my friends, is the opening round of those matches of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. And hopefully soon, we will be informed by the Open Cup Committee who will face whom in the second round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup as the clubs from the third division of USL League One, NISA, and the lone team representing MLS Next Pro, of course not affiliated with any MLS side, which would be Rochester. New York FC. We will find out who will play whom in the second round, and then we'll get to the draw of the third round somewhere down the line. We'll find out, of course, when those times and dates will be presented by U.S. Soccer as we get ready to discuss the Open Cup. The Lamar Hunt Trophy, of course signifies the champion of the U.S. Open Cup, and then the champion of the tournament will once again have a spot in the 2024 revamped CONCACAF Champions League. They will automatically go into the opening round while the winners of MLS, Liga MX... Canada championships league cup champion and so on will advance automatically to the round of 16 all matches in the CONCACAF champions league will be goal aggregate at this moment in time until this current edition of the champions league in CONCACAF does begin to be played. We will find out if away goals rule will still be a part of the tournament or will it be abolished by CONCACAF as it has been abolished in UEFA for their Champions League as well as their Europa League tournament for the clubs as well. So we will wait and see what happens on that. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is the start. Something beautiful. This is the start of something wonderful as we get ready, get ready. To begin this 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup tournament once again at the end of March between the 21st and the 23rd. And then, of course, for U.S. soccer, for the national team, get ready as the U.S. men's national team will continue their trek to qualify not just for the CONCACAF Gold Cup later this summer, but to qualify for the semifinals of the CONCACAF Nations League as they are about to finish up Nations League action in the group stage on the road at Grenada on Friday, March 24th, and then coming back stateside on Monday, March 27th, as they take on El Salvador at Explorer Stadium in Orlando, Florida, You can catch all those matches for the U.S. Men's National Team and every U.S. Women's National Team match through TNT as well as the HBO Max app. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome when we get to these Open Cup matches. Now, originally... I believe we were supposed to have it live on the HBO Max app for all these matches in every round. But unfortunately, there's no clarification just yet. If it will still be on the HBO Max app, maybe TNT will be lucky enough to show some matches as well. But of course, currently, they do have their NBA on TNT and the NHL on TNT broadcasts going on at this particular point in time. So hopefully... On the road, maybe, maybe the semifinals and the final, but that's just my hope that that situation can happen for the U.S. Open Cup as we'll move forward. More news about the Open Cup uh, coming later on in the show, but first things first, I have my guests tonight as we are ready to roll here for this 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup first round draw review show. Joining me tonight... For my first guest, he is the general manager of the current defending NPSL Cup champions. It is Mr. Gregory Irwin of FC Motown. Gregory, good evening. Welcome back to the Open Cup. And it's sure going to be exciting to see FC Motown making the rounds again.
2: Yeah, good evening. Thanks for, have, thanks for having uh, me on. Um, congrats to all the um, open, open Cup teams uh, that are going to be in it, especially the lower league teams. Um, it's a great opportunity um, for, you know, the, the guys that are, you know, working the nine-to-fives or even, you know, the nine-to-nines and they get a chance to, to, to lace up and, and have at it and play against, you know, true professionals on TV. So it's, it's really a great experience and it's a great atmosphere.
1: Absolutely. Now, obviously, FC Motown has consistently been in the Open Cup for the last so many years, not counting the two years the tournament was forced to be suspended due to the coronavirus uh, outbreak that happened here with the the pandemic. But still, though, uh, what does this mean to you? What does it mean to the club, the players, the staff? And the fans of FC Motown, Morristown, New Jersey, to have this club compete in the open cup consecutively and consistently.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. Um it's it's kind of a precursor for the season to come, but in a lot of ways it's it's our it's the golden ticket to get the most exposure for the club possible. Um, you know, we've been we've been knocking on the door a bit the last um many years to, to get kind of that, for us, the coveted spot of getting to play against an MLS team um, to get the opportunity again. Um, it, it's just such an amazing experience.
1: No, it really, really is. And for the first time and your second chance at the NPSL championship, of course, whoever makes the playoffs and reaches at least the quarterfinals, you automatically go into the first round of the U S open cup, but to win that NPSL championship at the end of last year, what is that significant, Excuse me. Significant, I can't even say the word properly. What does that mean to you and everyone in the club that finally got that second opportunity and to defeat a crossfire Redmond team that really, uh, came to challenge you very well at the end of last year.
2: Yeah. Um, It was, it was great. I mean, you know, that crossfire was an incredible team that the, the, the the nucleus of that, of that team had an incredible run in, you know, in, in the college, in the college season. Um, But it was, it it really was amazing. You know, the ownership group puts a lot into it. The coaching staff does a tremendous amount. And of course the the players, again, these are guys that are, you know, working nine to five or nine to nine, seven to 10. Um, They're, they're kind of, you know, Guys that want to keep the, the 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 game alive and to do it on a national stage. It was an incredible atmosphere at Montclair State. We had a huge crowd, and you know we got we got the job done.
1: No, they really really did, and uh, obviously Sachi Hot was your head coach for so many years, uh, put all his heart and soul into the club, and then of course Gideon Baugh, former professional player, former New York Red Bull defender. Uh, takes over and delivers that championship. What can you say about both men that have done such a brilliant job, not just managing the club, keeping the spirits high? Of course, Ba was a player coach last year who will your team get to the final.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny where, you know, I think once the Metro recently dubbed this as Red Bull three. So we definitely have a, uh, a connection both with, with coach hot and coach Ba of having a, um, kind of a tight pipeline there but you know it's 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 great that in so many ways we have guys who have had world uh, world class experience you know playing in major league soccer and then other leagues and they're leading a team of guys that are you know kind of in that same boat that have been maybe at the professional ranks have are, are in between contracts um you know we try and give the most professional atmosphere we can to to, to amateur amateur soccer and you know i think that's what's had a lot of the success that we've done the last few years and of course last year we try and be as um on top of things as any professional club would be with the with the um setting that we're in.
1: Mhm no absolutely and it's just wonderful to see uh what has gone on over there. Um obviously you're able to get a lot of talent within uh the Morris County area uh, especially in Morristown. Uh, you, I know there are times you've played over um, at the different universities in the area. You, of course, we're playing at Montclair state University's soccer park currently. Uh, is that where, will you be again uh, this year? Or will you be heading back uh, to drew university over in Madison where you have been for the many, many past years?
2: Yeah, we're going to dance back and forth. I know uh, between Madison and, um, the Madison campus at Drew and then Montclair State. Um, I think, you know, Drew's having its own renovation. So we'll be at Montclair State and then take, our, take ourselves back to Drew. Um, you know, but to, to your point of it being, you know, a Morris, Morris County heavily based. I mean, a lot of our, our guys are local, right? This is guys in the, in the Morris County area, the Greater New York City area. These are this is local talent on a, on a national stage, um, and and I think that's what you know. If we could say anything to our to our fan base and that people that support us, you know, we're local. We're a local team, and we're, we're on this national stage.
1: No, absolutely, you really are. What does it mean when? You, well, we'll find out hopefully somewhere down the road before the opening round uh, begins late March. But when, when your home games or any games you've played in the Open Cup were streamed on ESPN, what was that like for you to feel that that sports broadcast company that has a big foothold worldwide is showing FC Motown not just to the locals, but nationally? and also internationally for FC Motown to be recognized by the footballing world.
2: Yeah. I mean, during the world cup, it was, it was great to see Hercules Gomez on, on uh, on the world cup broadcast. He was repping a mo FC Motown um, shirt in, in one of, in one of his uh, streams that night. um, still trying to figure out how Herka got it. But like you say, it's, you know, it's we're, we're on a broadcast network. We give guys, Incredible exposure—it um, brings everything to light, right? Everyone, whether you're a young kid, you're you're kind of in the ranks, you know. The, you want to have that kind of exposure, and you want to ha- be able to celebrate the hard work you're doing. And you know, the Open Cup is that amazing atmosphere where you have, um, you know, you're on a great, you're right, great stage. You have t- TV crews there. It just brings up, it just brings up every, everyone's energy from players to, to the front office staff. So it's, it's really incredible. No, it really, really is.
1: Um, do you have any players returning to the club to get ready for this two thousand twenty three season? Not just to start with the open cup but also your MPSL season coming up.
2: Yeah, you know, we we're littered with the talent again. Um, money of the entirety of our, our team that was there to, to finish the job last year will be there. We've had some, you know, great additions that have been in been in, you know, the pro ranks, guys like Chris Lima, guys like Roy Boatang. Um, you know we're still we're always searching for 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 good local talent um, that that comes through the cracks. You know we have we have our first um, big big experience tomorrow. We're getting a friendly against SB two um, to put on display. So you know a lot of these guys um, that have been there for the success in the past that lifted the big trophy at the end of last year. Some new fresh blood and talent in. Um, you know we're we're excited to get going again. And tomorrow is kind of that that. Uh, First big day again on a great uh, surface out at St. John's in Belson Stadium against a great opponent.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it definitely will be. Now, obviously, uh, in your past opening cup uh, opening round matches, you have been the home team. Obviously, at Drew and just recently, last edition uh, last year uh, at Montclair, you're going to start on the road, and uh, you will be taking on Manhattan SC. Over at uh, over at the College of Mount Saint Vincent in the Bronx, just a little bit north of Riverdale, but um, I know the area very well because i I'm are from the Bronx, so I I know where I know where it is. You're, you're not far away from the border of Yonkers and Westchester County, so um, along the Hudson River. But um, what is about Manhattan, SC, that uh, you've been able to? Uh, you're, you know the scouting staff or the coaching staff has had a chance to scout. Uh, what have you learned from them? What can you? What do you know that uh, you need to do to uh, advance into the next round? And, and uh, what problems do you think you're going to have?
2: Yeah, I you know Manhattan Soccer Club is a name that everyone in the country knows. Um, the way they run things from you know their USL two level all the way down to their youth youth programs, it's, it's run properly, um, and that's first and foremost. So it's going to be a great game. Um, it's not a great surface. It'll be uh, hopefully a good wednesday night um i think what's what's great about us is you know we try and do or at least the, the front office and technical staff we try and do everything we can so that the this, all the players have to do is worry about playing the game and we try and take you know all that other extra, all those extra extracurriculars out of the out of the equation you know just like professionals um get to do right that's what the jobs that everyone else is to is to do and, and ease their time so it'll be a great game it'll be a great service you know Um, We're hoping to have people come out and people support good local soccer.
1: Absolutely. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the best of the best from uh, FC Motown go out there and, uh, you know, prove to everyone that you are the club that's going to make a run here and hopefully uh, get uh, deep into the open cup. Um, Obviously, uh, last year you were able to go deep into the Open Cup. I believe you were able to get to the, second, uh, to the third round, I believe it was, um, maybe even to the fourth round, I think. I think you went to the third round. What was it like to see your team lasting that long to face um, a Rochester, New York FC side uh, that probably gave you a good matchup um, before, of course, unfortunately, ending that run last year?
2: Yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. Um, you know, we had success um, with our first round game. We had taking on a professional, you know, to club, and you know, everything jumped up when we when we got to travel on the road. It's just you know, it's, it's those all those bits and pieces the players deserve, right? Getting to experience being on a bus ride, being in a hotel, you know, having a pre, having a um, you know, the pre-match meals and in the, the film sessions before. You know, those are all pieces that these guys are lucky enough to, to have alive. And, it's you know, those things you get to enjoy when as you go deeper in the Open Cup. So, you know, we, we hope to be, um, again, to, to be lucky enough to have an experience like that this year, maybe even greater ones.
1: Absolutely. And I personally can't wait to see what you guys are going to do in this edition of the Open Cup. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens uh, against Manhattan SC. Is there anything you want to tell uh, the supporters, your fans of the club about this this upcoming Open Cup opening round match? What do you want them to know and, and what would you like to say to them? Maybe you've said it already, but if you want to reiterate it to them, go ahead and inform your fans who are listening tonight live about what makes you believe you are the strongest club to start in this opening round and go deep.
2: Yeah, I, I think you know, is you know we're a strong team and, and 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 that's great and all, but I think the bigger message is you know for for local fans to to support their local grassroots teams, right? To, you know, there's a lot of great players in, in in local soccer and local amateur soccer. You know, step you know come out and and really get to see your neighbors you know compete because it's it's beautiful to watch. Um, you know, we have our season tickets connected to on our Instagram. You know, people who are are local come out. Um, and see us play and get to get to know the, the Ft. Motown family um, inside and out. We, you know, we're looking forward to having an incredible open cup run in an incredible season.
1: Absolutely. And I cannot wait to see you guys go out there and do your best. And hopefully um, you will have a good run and you'll advance deep into this open cup. So, um, Gregory, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, as always. And uh, good luck this year in the Open Cup. And good luck to your 2023 NPSL season defending your championship.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, Best of luck, again, to all the Open Cup participating teams, especially the local qualifiers and the teams that have come up through the USL 2 and and the NPSL. You know, we we all deserve to be here. and, And good luck to everyone.
1: All right. Well, have a good night, Gregory. Thank you so much. That's Gregory Irwin, general manager of FC Motown from the NPSL, as he joined us tonight live to talk about, of course, the club and previewing their first-round matchup on the road against Manhattan SC. Joining me right now, coming to you from the state of Virginia, is the head coach of Lions Bridge FC as they get to the Open Cup as the winners of their division in USO League 2 in the Chesapeake division, this is head coach Chris, Wall- Chris Wally of Lionsbridge FC. Chris, good evening and welcome to the show. Hey,
3: how we doing? You all right?
1: Very well, very well. Thank you for joining me tonight, Chris. Congratulations to you, to the coaching staff, the players, and the club of Lionsbridge FC. When you were informed that your side was going to the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup, what did that mean to you and everybody else involved?
3: Yeah, obviously we were very excited. Um, I think we knew we had a great chance of getting in based off what we've done in, the, uh, you know, in, in obviously the past season with the USL two. And, you know, we, you, you obviously never know how these things work out, but yeah, we felt we had a great opportunity. Our seeding was great. And it was, it's, it was really a nice way to kind of tie off what was a fantastic season for us last year. We had a great year. We went unbeaten in the regular season. And obviously in playoffs, we, we lost, but obviously that happens in playoff soccer. But uh, it was a lot of fun and, There's a lot of excitement around the city and a lot of excitement for obviously everyone involved in the club.
1: Absolutely. And that must be, uh, you know, obviously playoff soccer is always going to be one of those uh, tough situations when you get eliminated late in the tournament or on the run. But, you know, same thing that happens during open cup or FA cup or whatever you want to call it uh, when you're playing in these knockout cup competitions. For those of us that are not familiar with your club, where are you located and what is it like for you and your supporters or the supporters that come to see Lionsbridge play?
3: So, you know, we are in the town of Newport News. Newport News is in the Tidewater, um, Hampton Roads area. So you're talking about the Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Williamsburg, that area. Um, Newport News is a um, you know, busy, busy city. Um, a lot of the uh, nuclear submarines are built there, so a big shipyard town. And we play out of Christopher Newport University. Um, Christopher Newport's a Division three university, but we play out of the football stadium there. Our attendance is fantastic. I didn't believe la- last year we had the second best attendance in the whole of USL two. Our fan base is awesome. Uh, you know, we're consistently getting at least two thousand at home games, and last year we had uh, about four thousand people at one of the games, or over four thousand. The attendance is great. The city is massively behind the club. Um, and, you know, since I took the job, I believe it was six years ago, we've been, you know, growing and growing. And every year we feel like we've gotten better. Even through COVID, we we did everything we could to continue to play games. And you know, now we're kind of at a stage where we feel like we're hopefully one of the better teams in USL too. And every year, if you, we we feel like ultimately, if we keep making playoffs. One of the years, we'll we'll get hot. We'll make a run at this thing, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, it does make sense. Now, obviously, uh, it sounds like you come from England. And where in England are you originally from? And how did you come over here to the States?
3: Yeah, so originally I'm from uh, North Nottinghamshire. My my background is I played for Nottingham Forest growing up, used um, team football and played non-league soccer um, or football, as we call it over there kind of go through university. I actually came on a scholarship from Mercyhurst College in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is very close to Cleveland, which has ties to obviously our, um, so played at Mercyhurst for a couple of seasons, had a great experience there, played for the Reading Rage when they were a professional team in Pennsylvania, and I've uh, been coaching college soccer generally in the South since then.
1: And obviously, as I I just recently found out from uh, football writers or uh, bloggers, uh, you were the former head coach of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee team. What was that like for you to be over in uh, that area of the United States, around the Midwest, to uh, be involved with the uh, program over in Milwaukee?
3: Yeah, Wisconsin's obviously got a great soccer history. Um, I was there for a couple of years. Um, we actually I, I actually used to also coach for FC Milwaukee um, at the time who were a great you know youth soccer club and we actually played against the Cleveland Internationals back in the day, so that was a, a tie but I think a lot of american soccer 's history you know if you look at the open cup you 're talking about St Louis and the Midwest and obviously uh, you know a lot of the Eastern Europeans moved to the midwest and you know, it was really it was very really, really cool know open cup's got a lot of ties in the Midwest. Um, so you know the Bavarian clubs, and I know Chicago's got some great roots and some great clubs there. So yeah, soccer's got some great ties in the Midwest. So it's great to be in that area. We, uh, when I was at UWM, um, we had a great, great competition with Marquette, and that was always a big rivalry. Uh,
1: Coach Bennett over there was a,
3: a great bloke, and it was a lot of fun to play in those games.
1: Talk about this Chesapeake division in USO League 2 uh, in the Eastern Conference. You have to battle against Commonwealth Cardinals, Northern Virginia. Uh, if I'm mispronouncing it, you can, you know, you can correct me. Uh, toNext, Football Athletics, Virginia Beach United, and of course, Christos FC. What does this division mean to you, and how difficult of a division is it in USO League 2?
3: For us last year, you know, we obviously won the league. And we're very pleased we winning the league. The, the, the challenge, whenever you know you get into this league, from my, in my opinion, is going on the road. Um, you know, we played Christos. Christos is a great, great team. Uh, Patuxent, uh, the team you were just talked about, another good program. You're traveling. Now, our travel though it might not be as far as some of the other teams is about four and a half hours. But one of the issues we always deal with is you're going in around DC. DC traffic so what could be on a normal day a three-hour drive some days can be a five-hour drive uh, but it's competitive league. obviously some very very good soccer players from this area um, so you know in that respect it's a challenge and obviously for us to win the league we're very excited about doing that um, but that was great obviously, we came from the league we were in a league prior to that with the Fusion um, and also West Virginia and some other very good programs so I think every year we've been in, we've been in very competitive leagues, and obviously for us, we just want to try and worry about ourselves and just keep getting, getting better every year, but you know some, there's obviously some good teams in our league and some great competition, which ultimately challenges and you know hopefully you can make yourself ready for playoffs when those those games come along.
1: Trust me, I know that loops a pain in the butt I know I, I know what you're talking about. That ninety five four ninety five loop that goes around the around the DC area, so you can go from Virginia to Maryland, just an absolute disgusting road. That's why I'd rather take the train and get to my yeah. and get to DC. Believe me, I know what you mean. It's terrible. No, we, uh, <laughs> we,
3: we, we, we know that, and you know we uh the, the College Coaches convention was actually I was on the College Coast as well was in Philadelphia sure, and a few of me and my buddies, we jumped on the train because it's so much easier because when it, in a, it's all said and done, the train can be delayed, but they're not going to be delayed as much as sometimes can be in the car. So, but, uh, you know, and in, in fairness, in a lot of our away games, we actually purposely go the longer way, almost, up, you know, kind of out of the way and avoid, the, uh, avoid DC and avoid the, the suburbs, maybe taking 20, 30 miles uh, extra distance just to avoid those roads. It can be a disaster, obviously, especially in the summer months when everyone's going on vacation and so forth.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Like I said, I'd rather take Amtrak to go from New York to D.C. than to drive (laughs) down there because that loop loop is a pain in the rear. Believe me, I know. I've done it many, many times. Vacationing in uh, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, obviously. So, hey, you know, you know it. I know it. We both experienced it. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, moving on, obviously, uh, as we've already said, Christos FC is in your division in USL League 2 in the Eastern Conference. When people talk to you about the run they had back in 2017 to get to that fourth round and to take on DC United, even though they scored first but lost it eventually – late in the second half, what visions do you have to try and mirror, or at least hopefully to equal that run that Christos had in that Open Cup back in those days?
3: Yeah, great question. I'll be totally honest. When we moved into the new league, we did, obviously, we're doing research on you know, who are the teams that we're going to be playing. We're trying to do a bit, of, a bit of recon on these teams, and that was one of the things that always came up. You know, you look. You know, uh, I not I don't know who it was for Christos, but one of the players got a great free free kick in front of uh, all of Christos supporters against DC, and you know that was one of all was a highlight. So now, obviously, to, to get to that stage for for a club like us would be fantastic. Um, we're at a stage right now where ultimately we just want to take it one game at a time. I think if you start looking too far ahead then you're probably going to lose sight of the things in front of you. Our key focus right now is ultimately putting the group of players together that can be successful. We're going to try and get them together and, and work hard, for you know, all the, albeit a short period of time. We're going to try and work very, very hard. And you know, our, our number one focus right now is, is a team up in Cleveland and ultimately worrying about ourselves and being the best we can be to hopefully try and have success against that team. And then we'll see what comes from that. But yeah, obviously what Christos did was, it was amazing. What a run they went on. And kudos to them. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, if, if we can have some, some great results, we might get to achieve something like that. But uh, we'll definitely be taking it one game at a time.
1: And that gentleman's name was Amadou Konse from Christos FC that delivered the beautiful free kick that actually hit sports center and the Scott Van Pelt show on ESPN. So that goal.
2: that goal I'll goal. never
1: forget. It was ah oh, beautiful. So yeah. beautiful. And the best thing about that goal is that that match was supposed to be a home match for D.C. United in Boyd, Maryland when it became a home match for all the Cristo supporters that came and filled up the place. Because the only 10 to 15 people who were supporting D.C. were on the far side touchline in the stands at midfield. That's the best of the best, my friend. You can't you you can't make that up. Go back on YouTube and ro- watch it all over again. That's all I can say about that. But let's move on now. Your opponent as you've already said is going to be Cleveland SC um from the NPSL. What have you seen uh from them in past tapes? Were you able to scout them from last year? What gives you worry about this Cleveland side? that you hope that you can move on to the next round?
3: So we're not at a stage right now where we've got into film and those sorts of things, but you know, in terms of what do we know about the club and, and so forth, historically, you know, Cleveland's a great soccer city. You know, you're talking about that area. Akron's been probably one of the best college soccer programs in the country, and a lot of those players who've uh, come from the Cleveland area. Cleveland, uh, is it Cleveland Force, Cleveland Crunch have been one of the best indoor teams in the country, and I know, you know from research we've done, and we, we've been doing our scouting, and doing our uh, kind of fact-finding missions, um, there's quite a few guys that played professionally, and ex-pros that have been either with Cleveland Crunch or Cleveland Force, who might be involved in the club, because so, we're not sure what sort of team they're going to put out, and who's going to be playing for them, but what we're going to try and do is ultimately turn up there with our best 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 foot forward and, and you know give it everything we can and we'll see see what they've got. But I know it's a, you know obviously it's a massive metropolis and it's a great soccer community and soccer is massively important there. So I'm sure they're going to put a very good team out and our effort is going to be to go up there and obviously do what we can and fingers crossed we'll get a positive result. Absolutely,
1: Chris. Thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it that you gave me and uh, my listeners, including, of course, your fans, your supporters, who want to know everything about what's going to happen here for Lions Bridge. Good luck in your first-round matchup against Cleveland SC, and hopefully you'll advance to the second round. Have a good evening, sir.
3: Thanks so much, Lou. We appreciate you and appreciate everything you're doing for U.S. soccer. This is an awesome thing, and let's keep spreading the word about how, what a great game this is, yeah?
1: Yes, it is. Absolutely. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's head coach of Lions Bridge FC, Chris Wally, as uh, the gentleman is getting ready for his first round matchup in the U.S. Open Cup in the end of March. My next guest is running the club over in the Midwest. Now, I've always talked about the these these ancient teams, these old teams that have won the Open Cup here in the New York City, northern New Jersey area, obviously the teams in Pennsylvania, we all know about what goes on in St. Louis, of course, uh, some of these older clubs that are around are not around anymore, like Maccabee, Los Angeles, who was a five-time Open Cup champion. We all know about Bethlehem Steel uh, in Pennsylvania, a five-time Open Cup champion. But we don't talk much about the Midwest so much. Maybe an MLS with Chicago Fire and, of course, what Peter Wilson has done in the Midwest with some of these clubs in the USL uh, Championship, NASL, USL League One, and, of course, with his current club, Chicago House. But it's always fun to talk to a gentleman who runs an amateur club that's been around for over 100 years in the Wisconsin area, especially near the city of Milwaukee. Joining me right now, representing Bavarian United, or of course, the Milwaukee Bavarians, uh, this is Mr. Tom Zass. I hope I pronounced it correctly, Tom. Welcome to the show, and congratulations on coming back to the U.S. Open Cup.
4: Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for having us. Uh, two clarifications. It's, it's Bavarians, not Bavarians. Just so you know, it's Bavarians. And my last name is Zeiss, so that's no problem.
1: Thank you so much. I want it. Look, if it's $10 in the in the uh, cookie jar, I'll pay it up. It's, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, then again, uh, congratulations with the Bavarians. Uh, coming back to the U.S. Open Cup, I know it's been uh, a long while since the Bavarians have been in the Open Cup. What does that mean to you, the club, the players, and the supporters who have been supporting this club for such a long, long period of time?
4: Yeah, I mean, as as FC Motown and, and Chris Wally said too, it's it's always great as an amateur side to get in. There's a there's a long road to get in through the qualification process. We were. You know, lucky enough to, to get back in through the National Amateur Cup, which is the last time we actually played. We won the National Amateur Cup in 2018, so we were in in 2019. That's the last time we participated. So the the long, the long drawn-out qualifications is always challenging for amateur clubs when you're traveling East Coast, probably a little easier because your teams are within an hour, an hour and a half, but in the Midwest, you're four or five hours away on a weeknight, and those have been challenges. So that's why we haven't been in for quite some time, but we are – club's excited to be in. We're really excited to have a crosstown rival with uh, Chicago House and Peter Wilt, who who lives in Wisconsin and has a very long history of soccer in the Midwest. So we're really looking forward to it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, as well as I do, Peter's just been a magic man when it comes to um, creating these clubs in the professional soccer. I always joke around with him, like, why do I even have to introduce you? I think you don't need any introductions. I think he needs a wing of his own at, at the uh, Soccer Hall of Fame down in Frisco for what he <laughs> does for this sport, but obviously, you know, the, the history of the Bavar excuse me, of the Bavarians, um, it, it's very rich. I mean, I've seen past reports about what the Bavarians have been or what they've meant to within the, the state of Wisconsin, near the city of Milwaukee, and, and, and how rich of a soccer history does Milwaukee have for those of us that are not that familiar with Milwaukee soccer?
4: Sure. Well, it was obviously back in, in the early 1900s, a lot of immigrants. So the Bavarian Soccer Club was founded in 1929 by immigrants from Germany. There were a lot of German clubs, ethnic clubs, Serbian, Croatian clubs that really the ethnicity and the, and the level of soccer in the state was always very, very, very high. Uh, Bavarians were always one of the one of the more – you know, high-end clubs, I mean, they have pictures. We have pictures in our basement of our men's team playing Bayern Munich when they toured here. We've played Hamburg. We've played uh, – the team's made a trip to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and played. So, you know, Bob Gensler, the former U.S. national coach from 1990, was our player coach when they won the National Amateur Cup in 1976. Um, so the, the history has been there, and it's, it's been a tradition that's been going on for a long time, and I'm just very lucky that I've been a part of this club Uh, since 1982, since I moved here from New York.
1: Oh, where in New York are you originally from?
4: Uh, I'm from Queens.
1: Regal Park?
4: Uh, no, from Bayside, from Flushing. Used to play for Auburn. Oh, okay,
1: Bayside. Yep, yep, yep. No, I know. I, I, I'm from the Bronx originally, so, uh, I know where you are. I've, my, my, I've got family, um, in Regal Park and I got friends that live in Forest Hills. So, uh. Yep, yep. So I'm, not, uh, I'm very familiar with the Queens area, so it's, it's not that difficult at all to find a good, uh, a good footy bar whenever you want to go and watch some games, no matter where they're located. Um, what drew you to go and be in Milwaukee? Uh,
4: well, I was only in high school, so it just happened to be my father's, my father's job that took me to Milwaukee. So uh, my parents are actually both immigrants from Germany, uh, my dad picked the soccer club first, so he, he picked the Bavarians, and then I picked, Then he picked the town and the school that I was going. So we were we were. I was very lucky to be in that area in that time when, when I moved here in '82.
1: Absolutely. So for those of us that are not familiar with the league that the Bavarians are playing in, who do you sure. uh, what league, amateur league that you guys perform in? And at the same time, how difficult? Are these amateur clubs you got to face match in and match out?
4: Yeah, so our men's program, we have actually several men's teams. So we were previously in the UPSL. Uh, we play in the MWPL, which is the Midwest prim- primarily. Uh, and then uh, we play in our state league. But there's plenty of great competition down in Chicago. Uh, Audria, which is a very well-known club and has won national championships as well. Um, you know, there's still uh, AC Eagles, uh, Milwaukee Brewers in town. So there's there's plenty of quality, uh, not just in our own state, but obviously very close in Chicago. Um, the league play is a little challenging for us because we don't get to get outside as, as fast as everybody else does. Um, so getting ready for this first round match on March 22nd is a little bit of a challenge, but we've had a mild winter and we're, uh, we have no snow on the ground. So we'll be training outside, hopefully up until match day.
1: And that's all, you know, that's the one thing I've been enjoying with this winter as well, that it has been a lot of snow. Thank goodness for that. No snow. <laughs> We've had a mild winter. There's been no issues whatsoever. I've been enjoying this winter so far, and hopefully next year, that farmer's almanac will not bite us in the rear end. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you're getting ready for this big, big opening round matchup. You're going to be hosting the Des Moines Menace of USL League Two. Now, I don't think I need to tell you about Des Moines Menace. I mean, everyone knows them very well, a very strong side in USL League Two, um, consistently a very difficult team to match up against. What are you expecting from them? That probably you've already noticed, um, you know, every single season, whether you are paying attention to your own league or you're just scouting sure. around everyone else in American soccer.
4: Well, just a correction. You said we're playing Des Moines Menace, who we are. We are not playing. We are playing Chicago House in the first round. Right. We have, though, played Des Moines Menace in the past, but we are we're playing Peter. Williams, yeah, that's Chicago right.
0: House in the first
1: round. No, you're playing should No, no, that's my bad. That's my bad. I apologize.
4: No, nope, that's okay. uh, I scrolled up too bit. But a, but a little, bit of, tidbit, a little <laughs> bit of tidbit of history is Des Moines Menace had a 35 or 36-game winning streak at home, and we knocked them out of the Open Cup in 2003. We beat them at their place. Very two true. We won an overtime. And once the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, anyway, let's go back to your opponent, which I was trying to get to. <laughs> okay, another $10 in the mistake jar. I'll pay up. You're getting 20 from me. Uh, Chicago house, you know, when, when you saw them going through their qualification rounds, uh, what gives you concern about them? What makes you think that you might be able to knock them off? And uh, what, you know, what game plan do you think you're going to have when you're going to take on Chicago? You don't have to give me the full uh, details. Just sure. What
4: concerns you the most? Well, I mean, look, they're they're very athletic. Obviously, very well coached. The the challenge is, you know, the timing of when you qualify and when you play your next game. There's a big gap. So I, you know, to try to really predict what their roster is going to look like, and they're kind of in the same boat with us is kind of challenging. Um, we try to we try to play our style regardless of our opponents. Um, you know, we know a little bit of them, but um, you know, always in the cup, it's it's one and done kind of thing. So you got to be really strong defensively. Um, these are the kind of games you don't want to fall in behind in, right, because it's always challenging to get back into a game, and especially because we're playing on the road. Uh, and knowing Peter, he'll probably have a full house of fans there cheering for them so that would make it very tough. So we want to try to keep them as quiet as possible and, uh, you know, defend well and, and uh, hopefully play with a lead.
1: Absolutely. And all I can say is, is that you're definitely correct. They're going to have a hell of a following. Um, what's the driving distance? Uh, from
4: Chicago, it's to less, than 90, less than ninety miles. Less than ninety miles. It's probably about an hour oh. and fifteen minutes. So they'll be. They'll. It'll definitely draw a lot of attention from our fans as well. It's a midweek game at seven o'clock. So we'll get. We'll get some fans out there for sure.
1: What does it mean to you when, you know, your club, um, obviously when, when the Bavaria, the, the the Bavarians were in the Open Cup way back when. Um, there really wasn't much to do. I mean, everything was like, you know, YouTube or you hoped someone had a stream to watch these games. <laughs> what does it mean for you and the Bavarians to finally, you know, be on a stage and once we get that uh, opportunity, we'll find out who's going to be broadcasting these early round games. What does it mean to the Bavarians that you'll be seen not just locally, nationally across the Amer- United States, but of course, internationally around the world?
4: Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, we played in I'm trying to think now 1994 before MLS existed. So we played in the final uh, against the Greek Americans, and you know it was just the fans there, and you know some dads with a camcorder. So there's no history of the game, and and just the spectators that were there. So to be able to, you know, we'll stream it at our Bavarian beer house, and you know, we have 1800 members to be able to have everybody see it, and all the members that have been a part of our club for all these years. It, it means a lot because. Uh, even for the national amateur cup final, there were a couple thousand people streaming the game, watching it at home, and I would think that this game will draw probably double of that. So we really look forward to it, and hopefully uh, can get a result.
1: And for just for you know, for those of us that are not familiar with your players, who are some of the famous players of yesteryear of the Bavarians that have made your club so special, especially winning championships in your area. And, you know, historical moments that everyone will always remember and talk about.
4: Oh, do you have another half hour so I can list them all? Or how, how many people do you uh, want to work?
1: Unfortunately <laughs> not. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> no, bring, no, I'll bring you back on another time, though, for that, which I won't mind. Sure. But, no, I you mean, give obviously you a couple Bob Ganser
4: years- Gans- sure. Gans- is a name that everybody recognizes as a national coach and, and played at the club and won a national championship. Uh, Jimmy Banks, who recently passed away, also was a Bavarian, who was on the U.S. national team. Um, a lot of players, Bob Spielman, uh, Dan Stebbins, Chris Kelderman, guys who have some MLS history, Scott Kreitmeyer, Our current guys, Logan and Braden Andrick, who were high school Americans. Uh, I mean, the, the list just goes on of guys that have played at this level, uh, at this club for so long. I mean, it's, there's, there's pro players, great Division One players, um, and a really, really a lot of history.
1: That's absolutely wonderful, and I'm very glad to hear that there is tons of history uh, with the Bavarians over there, especially Milwaukee. If I can ask you this, um, we all sure. know you've got Milwaukee torrent of NPSL. In a couple of years or so, there will be a brand new Milwaukee professional side coming to USL Championship. Do Correct. you? What does that mean to you to see Milwaukee having an abundance <clears throat> of riches of clubs now, performing, and now new ones
4: coming in. And what's that like for you personally? Yeah, I mean, it's great. We, I was there for the announcement of the pro team that's coming to town. I mean, we jokingly told them we think your stadium is going to be too small because the city has been waiting for a professional team for quite some time. The Forward Madison does a great job in, uh, in League One and I've been up there and watched them play as well. And Peter Wilt used to be a part of them as well. Uh, But really it means a lot to Milwaukee to have a pro team. It's going to be right downtown and everybody in the state can't wait to have another, another team, a pro team in town that everybody can support. Uh, We used to have the rampage and then the wave United for quite some time, but to play at this high level at the championship is, uh, is really awesome for the city.
1: Should the
4: rampage return? Should the rampage? Well, I mean, the A league doesn't exist anymore. I would say, I mean, I think we're good with what we have right now. I mean, the Rampage was a great squad back in the day, but I, I, think, I think we're good now. I think it's time for the next generation to take over.
1: Okay. Well, that's fine, and that's fair. No problems here at all. But, Tom, thank you, for, thank you so much for your time to come on the show. Good luck in the Open Cup first round in late March, and hopefully the, the Bavarians will be making that big run in the 2023
4: Open Cup. We hope so, and good luck to all the other amateur teams that are in it in the first round.
1: Absolutely. You have a good night, Tom. Thank you so much.
4: Thanks. You too. Take care.
1: Bye. Thank you. And that is Tom Zeiss of the Bavarians men's team as they get ready for their Open Cup run, and hopefully it will be a run in the opening round of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Joining me right now, this gentleman is a part of the front office of the – Texas Side Brazos Valley Cavalry, and this is Mr. Yuri Gava joining me tonight. Yuri, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show, and congratulations that your club has qualified for the 2023 Open
0: Cup. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and we are very excited.
1: Obviously, when we talk about the hotbed of soccer in this country, we always talk about, obviously, St. Louis, New Jersey, Los Angeles has come up big, Florida is now coming up big, Um, also in the New York City area, it's coming up big, but what is it about Texas and every level in Texas?
0: Well, you know, you, you look at it from uh, from the regional where we're based out of, in, in College Station, Texas, Bryan, Texas, uh, right there where the Brazos Valley, this regional area is called. We're right by Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas, right in the center, in the heart of Texas. And so we're able to draw on a lot of kids that um, are growing up in Texas and then growing uh, and, and going to college and playing college ball across the whole country, and they want to come back. It's also such a good place uh, to live and and, and raise a family and and, and even be young and and, and vibrant and enjoy the college town feel that we're getting these 18 to 23-year-olds that are excited about uh, the opportunity to play here. So you've got the in-house, the development that is going on in Texas from players growing up and and the thousands that are playing on Saturday mornings uh, throughout all the fields that you could find here in town or across all the cities. And you've got – a a great immigration into the state of Texas from folks that are moving here from California, Arizona, or from uh, Southern countries, uh, from the South America side or Mexico that are moving to College Station. And all of that creates a hotbed for soccer, both from the passion of the fans as well as the development of players uh, because it's a great sport. And one thing that Texas does give you is conditioning because of the nice humidity and the weather we have down here. Uh, which makes for better soccer players, because at the end of the day, the more conditioned team, the better conditioned team uh, is going to come out with a W.
1: Does everyone that owns or runs uh, any of these clubs, whether it be in the professional levels, whether MLS, USL, um, even in the amateur levels, USL League 2, NPSL, you know, does everyone like come together? I mean, we all know about the United Soccer Coaches convention that happens every year, but... Does everyone from these Texan clubs come together to have your own little meeting to talk about what to do next, how to, you know, keep bringing the interest of the sport to everyone in Texas, or is that just an automatic no-brainer? I
0: think it's, well, it's not a no-brainer because it's still an emerging sport, right? No matter how much we want to be like the NFL or Major League Baseball, uh, we're still fighting for our share of of coverage, for our share of TV, for our share of, uh, you know, the internet coverage of what's going on in Texas. And obviously for us with the Calvary, we've been blessed. This is our second run at the U S open cup. And, um, and so, you know, I don't know that the coaches don't get together because I'm more in the front office on focusing on making sure we hire the right coaching staff, making sure we give them all the tools to win from a team chiropractor all the way to, uh, having a trainer and, and access to workout and and, and great facilities to, to train. Um, but I'm sure they get together and, 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 you know, uh, if it's a formal thing or non-formal. And and you also have more universities in Texas that are starting to have men's soccer uh, as part of their athletic departments. And so um, still a growing emerging sport, and and we've got some great MLS clubs and and Austin uh, FC obviously uh, leading the charge on on both winning and, and getting an amazing draw with their fan base.
1: Absolutely. Um, And just to ask, you know, how much scouting do you do at the local colleges as well as the high school levels of all these, whether it's a big city, medium size, small town? What's it like when you're trying to find that next talent for your side to perform in USL League 2?
0: Well, so in in USL League 2, the focus of our coaching staff has been uh, to get great D1 talent. And that comes with relationships and then history, both history of winning as well as the history of taking care of the players. So we make sure that they have great apartments to stay, great host family program, uh, feed them after the games, make sure that it is a fantastic experience when you're down here in Bryan College Station for the summer. And I know that that has helped tremendous go out and recruit um, throughout the college ranks, uh, doing tryouts, as well as having great conversation with the U.S. Olympic Development uh, group out here in Texas, and the South Texas is broken into the south and the north, and so the south section of Texas is where we draw on our relationship with the U.S. Olympic development. Um, and then on the reverse side, making sure that the communication is there between the college coaches and the high school coaches on up-and-coming talent, um, both in Texas and nationwide, because we want to bring the best talent not to mention that the international side, making sure that we continue to have good conversation with those college kids who have graduated on the international side that are still looking to make it uh, to the pros. And, in fact, uh, the Cavalry last year had the the top goal scorer in USL League 2, and uh, he came back to college and moved on uh, from wherever he was playing and and moved to where Coach Sean Pierce, our coach last year, um, led the charge. So uh, definitely – looking for those relationships and then building the talent, not necessarily through scouting, but through really the the relationship side is how we've been able to continue to get better every year. As long as we take care of the guys when they're here, they go back and, and rave about it, and that's how you build a, a winning program. And this was our third division title in, in the five years that we've had soccer here in, in the Brazos Valley as part of USL League 2 and the PDL. So very, very thrilled. And this time we opted to continue our path into the U.S. Open Cup. So Connecting the dots on that front again to continue to build those winning ways and uh, to make sure that it is an exciting place for soccer, you know, U23 and under to come and play with us.
1: Now, just to ask you this: you do perform in the Lone Star Division in the Southern Conference. You gotta face clubs like AC Houston, Sir AHFC Royals, uh, Corpus Christi FC, Houston FC, and Round Rock SC. How difficult of a division is it in that Southern Conference? And has anyone ever tried to ask you to compare your division to any of the other divisions within the same conference or the other conferences within the USL League 2 structure?
0: So we've also played uh, with the Brillas from Mississippi and uh, and Texas United. So we've had several other teams from other uh, divisions as uh, the conferences have realigned or the divisions have realigned. Very uh, fortunate to be in the Lone Star Division. Great owners, uh, great GMs and coaches. They all understand that we're in this together. Uh, you're only as good as your weakest link in the sense that we've got to take care of each other when we're visiting ballparks, taking care of the players, taking care of the coaches, uh, and making sure the fans have a good experience. Um, I, I couldn't compare it to others. I know that the competition is always tough. We've got a, a fierce uh, Rivalry with Houston FC on the field Um, you know it it used to be a one-sided we won a bunch then they've this last year they kind of had our number Uh, so those games are definitely heated between the two clubs um, on the field between the coaching staff Um, so it's always fun to have that uh, that rival but off the field we talk all the time we make sure that we support each other. Um, on those fronts so definitely a, uh, a, a a good division in the sense that everybody understands the business side everybody's there understanding the soccer side and I mean Corpus Christi last year was out, uh, two years ago was outstanding. You couldn't get a W against them. Uh, you had the Houston FC competing in the last two years to win the division. So it uh, definitely open uh, every year. It's a brand new team in a sense. Yes, you get some guys returning, but um it's it's a it's a brand new slate every year and it's not clear who's the favorite. Uh, we always hope to be in the running and we've been blessed to win three championships like I said in 5 years, but it's it's not a given. It's definitely a fight to get there.
1: What would this mean for you and everyone at the club once the opening round gets underway? Uh, You'll be on a streaming platform, obviously, and you'll not only be seen locally as well as nationally, but to see Brazos Valley Cavalry being seen internationally through the streaming side of everything. What would that mean to you and everyone at Brazos Valley?
0: Well, we are excited. Uh, One of the things that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks is we're doing a full team rebrand. So that launch will get unveiled before the U.S. Open Cup, so there'll be a change of name. And the Open Cup knows about it. U.S. League 2 knows about it. Uh, So we are working to tie up everything and have a a big unveil of our new name and a new brand. Uh, Mostly from internal purposes, we felt like we could do a better job to uh, get the fan base excited about what we're doing in Bryan College Station uh, and build, you know, kind of a circus and a carnival feel around the new name. Uh, but for us to be seen uh, on top of the exposure that that's going to help for this new brand and get people excited about our new jerseys, and hopefully we get to sell jerseys across the world with this opportunity. Uh, but just to be in the U.S. Open Cup, to be seen uh, by additional spectators, to understand, hey, they're going to try to build something crazy and fun uh, and entertaining while winning – uh, will be exciting for us and, and definitely thrilled to be on that platform and, and just to be in the U.S. Open Cup. It's such a neat opportunity. There's only ten USL League Two teams that qualified this year, and, and to be one of them is fantastic. And and, and we didn't uh, we opted out two years ago uh, after winning that division, and uh, we did make a run at it uh, the first time we won. So to be back in it a second time. And, and we've learned some things that we weren't <laughs> – we got knocked out in the first time we played in it. So hopefully we can make it go more than one round this year. Uh, and it won't be easy because uh, our team is great in the summer. Uh, and obviously our first round is here in March. So we've got to figure out how to make some adjustments to make sure that we're also great in March.
1: Now let's talk about your opponent. You're going to be taking on Tulsa Athletic from Oklahoma. You'll be on the road uh, over at Hicks Park. Is the rivalry between Texas, Texas and Oklahoma real? And what are you expecting from Tulsa? And how dangerous of an opponent will they be against Brazos?
0: Well, look, they've been a permanent powerhouse in NPSL. I mean, winning their division or conference and making it to the national semifinals last year, uh, I'm sure that that core group will come back and they're going to be hungry to prove that uh you know npsl is better than usl league too and, and i know that rivalry is always there between the two leagues from us it's all about hey what can we do to go up there and compete uh play a good game and talking to our coaching staff they're talking about how do we make sure we have good solid defense and and, and, and score some goals right uh fundamentals of soccer to try to go up there you're on the road you're against a a powerhouse team in NPSL and just go out there and represent and see if we can move to the next round. I mean, uh, definitely lots of respect to that organization. We are excited to go up there. It's always great to see uh, another ballpark, another facility, another stadium uh, to learn from them both on the business side and make sure that we're learning from them on the soccer side. And, you know, the goal's always to every game. You've got to try to finish those 90 minutes with a W, but it's, uh, it's never given and you've got to work really hard for it. And, I know we've got a great opponent ahead of us, and you know uh, we'll definitely see if we've learned something from our last uh, appearance at the U.S. Open Cup, or we've got more lessons uh, ahead of us.
1: And just for me, last question to you is this. Obviously, what, 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 your, your supporters, your fans, uh, how are they feeling about this Open Cup, back in the Open Cup? What have they said to you social media-wise or met you in person? They're ready for this big round, uh, run. They're hoping to see you guys moving on past the first round into that next round of matches. What have uh, the supporters have uh, told you, and you know, how excited do you feel that they're excited for you?
0: I think the excitement would be if, uh, if we can pull off a victory and, and bring a round back into College Station here in Texas. Uh, that would be where the level of excitement would be that much higher. I know our players, former players, coaching staff, everybody's is thrilled about it. I know the supporters are, are thrilled to see, uh, but they wish it was a home game, right? And it's just kind of how the draw falls. And, uh, you know, for us, at least it's in Tulsa, and it's not like we're going to New Jersey or California. So uh, I'm happy about the travel being uh, relatively close where our, our players won't be on a bus for two days, uh, and I, I hope that that gets them uh, better prepared for it. And then our supporters, I'm sure they'll watch the stream, and, and you know we might do a watch party or, or, or just get uh, people excited. Again, with the new brand, I think our supporters here in town, and I have a feeling we'll get some supporters nationwide that will be rooting for the new name, and happy to visit with you next time about the name and, and all the plans that we have once it's live.
1: Absolutely. All I can say is this. I say take the train into Oklahoma City, get the bus, and then head to Tulsa. That's just my <laughs> point of view. but. <laughs> excuse me but anyway um i want to give you and your club uh you know good luck for that first round matchup against tulsa i think you know as well as i do it's going to be a very tough opponent but um i hope you guys are going to give us a great match and good luck in the opening round of the 2023 open cup
0: thank you so much thanks for having me on the show and Uh, excited to uh, continue uh, to to visit and and share news from the Lone Star Division as well as uh, our whole new name and brand. And uh, and again, hopefully a long run in the U.S. Open Cup and some good news to visit again in May about uh, the next round.
1: Absolutely. Have a good night, uh, Yuri,
0: and Uh, have a good evening. Thanks for
1: having me. Thank you, you That's Yuri Giva. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. And that's Yuri Giva from Brazos Valley Cavalry FC as they are getting ready for their Open Cup matchup uh, in late March. My final guest tonight, of course, uh, this gentleman uh, is the general manager of Appalachian FC as this guy, my goodness, uh, what they have done so far in NPSL has been absolutely fantastic. And glad to have them back on the show. This is the general manager, Mike Raymond of Appalachian FC, joining me tonight. Mike, congratulations on your club qualifying for the Open Cup. decided excited are you? And what's everyone talking about in your neck of the woods?
5: Yeah, thanks for that uh, warm welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, the buzz around Boone is is great right now. I mean, everybody, you know, I, I go out to the kids um, soccer games and basketball games and, you know, everybody's just congratulating on us and, you know, making it to the, to the open cup. And yeah, it couldn't be, we couldn't be any more excited as a, you know, group of owners. And I know the coaches and players and everybody are super excited for it to get here. So,
4: yeah.
1: Absolutely. What did it mean to you when you finally realized that, you know, going deep into the MPSL 2022 playoffs and securing that spot to get to this opening round, you know, what was that feeling like, you know, front office-wise, the players, the coaches? What did, what did that significant, significant – ah, I can't say the stupid word. I must be losing my, <laughs> my English. What, what did that mean to everybody in the club?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it means everything, and especially as young as we are, you know, I don't think anybody ever, you know, expected us to be here um, as quick as we are. And, and, I, and you know, I've been in Boone since 2000. I've kind of helped start adult league soccer, you know, here in Boone. And if you would ask me 20 years ago if we would be hosting an Open Cup game in Boone, I'd told you there's no way um you know it just wouldn't happen but yeah i mean what we built here it it, it i think it, it means a lot to everybody um yeah i mean just to to even first of all to be invited and and you know the cherry on top is that we get to host the game so um sponsors and you know everybody you know season ticket holders are all going to get a an extra game and hopefully we can win one and you know see what happens in the next round
1: absolutely now for those of us that are not familiar with boone uh where is it located in the state and what's the nearest city uh that boone is nearby
5: yes so we're in the very northwest corner of north carolina we're in the appalachian mountains um it's home to appalachian state university you know big prestigious football program here in town and um the closest major city you know we've got not not major but hickory uh north carolina and then you go about another it's two hours from here charlotte north carolina kind of southeast of us um but you can go either way and you can be in greensboro or you can be in johnson city tennessee within you know a couple hours of here too so
1: that's very cool um so when you are looking for players that want to play for uh, Appalachian uh, FC, you know, do you normally scout the colleges? Do you even recruit during the high school years? What type? Where do you find your players that want to come and play for your club?
5: Yeah, so we've got a great coaching staff. Coach uh, Dale Parker, um, when he first came on with us, he was at Lander University as an assistant. And, um, in between year one and year two, actually landed the job at Lincoln Memorial University over in East Tennessee. And funny enough, he, he was there for a year and is back at Lander now. So he, he's got a lot of connections, um, you know, in the, in the D2, uh, world. And then one of our, uh, majority owners, Jason O'Keefe, he was the head coach at Appalachian state when the program was terminated, um, and so between him and Dale with with their knowledge and their connections they they kind of hit the the D2 NAIA um you know type players you know the top level players of those and we we've got a couple of D1 guys actually two of our players just won the national championship with Syracuse which was pretty cool um and then we do have a couple local players that we find in tryouts we've got tryouts coming up February 25th so Super great opportunity for local guys, you know, with Open Cup, not being able to have anybody tied to NCAA. It's a really great opportunity for um, local guys maybe trying to make it to the next level and just haven't had a shot. So we're we're really excited about that. But, um, yeah, that's where we get most of our players from. So.
1: That's fantastic. And just if everyone wants to go to their website, you should see the very first page – uh, when you get to their uh, main site here, AppalachianFC.com, boy, that Lamar Hunt Open Cup trophy next to that nice uh, T-shirt, boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. The Squatch, uh, the Sasquatch with the American flag draped all over him in the woods holding that cup. Boy, oh boy, you got some talented yeah, artists need... over there at your club.
5: Yeah, we need to get you one of those shirts. and get one on
1: you oh hey well uh, i'll contact gary why not <laughs> I'll, right. I'll take it uh <laughs> mm. uh man i'll tell you uh and i believe this is your first um this is your first trip into the open cup isn't it
5: yes sir yeah it sure is yeah we we didn't know you know i guess they just announced it last week and we had a feeling, you know, just based on where we finished last year, that there was always that possibility. So, um, again, you know, the just kind of foreshadowing, you know, Coach Parker had been um, tentatively, you know, building a roster, um, you know, over the past couple of months. So we were always hoping for the announcement. But, yep, definitely our, our first, but hopefully not our last.
1: Absolutely. And that's the one thing that we all hope for a nice long run into the Open Cup. And hopefully, hopefully uh, your team can get out there and go past the opening round. And we'll see what happens when we uh, get there. Talking about your coach, um, what has he done to give you the confidence to go out and um, whoop. Sorry. Sorry my my bad uh what confidence do you have in your coach that got you into this position that you felt that you were that close to getting into this open cup tournament and now what would you know uh what's the future like going to be uh for this team if you do make a long run here
5: yeah i mean i've got nothing but confidence in in coach parker i mean he's been he's been with us since day one um you know, and he's been successful just wherever he's been. So uh, there's nobody better to lead us into the Open Cup than Dale, um, you know, Coach Parker right now. And um, yeah, I mean, if we if we can make a run, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying not to even think about it or get too excited because you know, obviously, I want to win every game. But um, yeah, it's it's. The, the way that Dale plays, you know, his attacking style of play, I think we've got a, you know, a decent shot at, you know, maybe getting to the second round. I know NC Fusion, they're a great team. They've got a great program down there. And um, it's going to be a, a tough game, uh, you know, first round. And um, we always knew that could be a matchup. So we're we're excited to host them and, um, yeah, kind of see where, where we fall on the scale of, you know, with these lower level you know lower division teams and other leagues, it's going to be really exciting. So:
1: Oh, it really will be, and it's going to be exciting to watch. What's it going to mean like for the, what's it going to mean for the club when you're finally going to get that opportunity uh, for a, to be streamed, uh, and not just locally for Boone, but of course nationally for the country and internationally around the world? that will be watching these mm-hmm. Open Cup games, what would that mean to you and for the club and for the town of Boone to be recognized in this Open Cup tournament?
5: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one thing our club is really about. I mean, we're all about the community here in Boone. So to give it some national recognition on the national stage is just going to be, you know, incredible. We had um, College Game Day was, was here this past season for the college Um for the college football season and and I mean the the crowd that that gathered was just incredible and the buzz it generated for Boone so I'm hoping this is going to be you know somewhat equal to that and just give the the town of Boone here a lot of recognition and um you know especially for our sponsors really you know all the all the branding that we'll have at the field you know just give them some great exposure that they you know were not wouldn't normally get you know just being streamed locally so Um, it's a big deal for sponsors and it's, it's helped us, you know, we've gotten a lot of new sponsors this year. I think, you know, based on the buzz that, that is surrounded this open cup, um, you know, with, and, you know, ESPN rolling into town, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, it's just, again, like I said, I would have never thought we would, we would be at this point, but yeah, I, I think I'm, most happy for the just the recognition that it's going to give, give Boone and, and hopefully drive some business into town that those couple days.
1: So. Yep. No, I understand where you're coming from. And hopefully that does happen. Uh, I guess finally from me, um, I have another question. I'll ask it. Uh, you're going to be, as you said already, North Carolina fusions under 23 uh, squad. What, Concerns you about this squad against your team? Uh, do you have any concerns? And uh, but, but what confidence do you have that you'll be able to move on into the sec- second round?
5: Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I'm I'm really confident in Coach Parker and the roster that he's built. I'm I'm hoping we'll find some, um, you know, some some local guys at tryouts coming up later this month and. I mean, I know I know there's some great talent down in that area, Greensboro kind of High Point area of North Carolina, and um, again they've got a great program. So I've got no doubt they're gonna they're gonna bring a strong team. And and I mean, I guess as you know, you know it's it's gonna be tough for both of us with USL two and NPSL. I mean, we rely real heavily on on college players. So um, you know, I think they're probably in a bit of the same boat that we're in you know trying to trying to figure out who's eligible to play and who's not and you know obviously I know they want to get the bring their strongest team as well to to move on so um yeah I mean it's it's going to be a hard fought game I I think we're I think we're hopefully going to be built to to make a little run at it and you know if not hey you know we'll, we we will learn from it and you know hopefully next year we'll make a you know, or this year we'll make a run again and and qualify for it again next year. But yeah, I'm I'm fully confident that the guys are gonna that are coming in are gonna give their all and um yeah we'll see what happens. So.
4: Absolutely,
1: we're gonna see what happens and hopefully uh, this will be a big run and we'll see how deep your team can go. But I just want to say uh, good luck in the Open Cup. Uh, hope you and everyone else has plenty of success here. And um, as I've said, this should be a fun time for you and the club and for the everyone in Boone. And hopefully you're able to make a deep run here. So have a good evening. Thank you for your time and good luck in late March.
5: Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it.
1: No problem at all. Thank you. And have a good night. You too. Thank you. And that ladies and gentlemen is the general manager of Appalachian FC and Mike Raymond as um, they're getting ready for their big matchup against North Carolina Fusion Under-23 squad for this 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Quickly, let's go through the scheduling once again for the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup opening round. We have Westchester United hosting Ocean City Nor'easters on Tuesday, March 21st at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. On Wednesday, March 22nd, Club de Leon hosting Nona FC at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. uh, Excuse me. El Farolito hosting Inter San Francisco at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Appalachian FC versus North Carolina Fusion under 23, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Manhattan SC hosts FC Motown at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Chicago House hosting Bavarian United at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Beeman United FC hosting Des Moines Menace at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Tulsa Athletic hosting Brazos Valley Cavalry at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. <coughs> Excuse me. UDA Soccer hosting Park City Red Wolves at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. Project 510 hosting Crossfire Premier in Redmond at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And then on Thursday, March 23rd, Cleveland SC hosting Lions Bridge FC, 7 p.m. Eastern. Jacksonville Armada hosting Miami United at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hartford City FC hosting Lansdowne Yonkers FC at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. (coughs) Excuse me. And then finally, Ventura County Fusion hosting Capo FC, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time. I want to thank my guests tonight from FC Motown, GM Gregory Irwin, head coach of Lionsbridge FC, Chris Wally, Tom Zasir, Zanier, uh of the Bavar, Bavarian United, also Yuri um, Geva from Brazos Valley Cavalry, and finally, GM Mike Redmond of Appalachian FC. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. Join me, oh, excuse me. (coughs) Join me this coming Tuesday night for another regular Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. And then next Friday, MPSL soccer fans, your show begins, your new season begins next Friday. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care so long and bye-bye for now.